2: Hey, Chargers fans, welcome to another episode of the Guilty as Charged podcast. We're doing a little special episode here today with David Gonzalez, uh, aka The Nose Nose, and we're happy to have him here today with us.
1: I can't wait to uh, get this podcast going. I've been wanting to collab with you for a minute. Um, all these Charger fans talking about who we're going get to get drafted, um, and it's, it's just around the corner. I keep on forgetting what day it is, you know, because it's quarantine, but it's right around the corner. Let's jump right into the first... I want to start talking about this Desmond King rumor. What what's your thoughts on it? Like, do you like it? Do you not like it? And if you do, what what do you think we should get in return for Desmond King?
2: So, I'm a little bit indifferent about it. You know, I it's tough to predict what Desmond King's trade value is at the moment because he was not very good this last year. If we're getting 2018 Desmond King, like I want to hold on to that all-pro potential player. Uh, it's just 2019 was was not very good for him. If they traded him, I wouldn't mind it at all because you know, at this point with Chris Harris in tow, you know, there's a high likelihood of them not keeping him past this current contract. So and if they traded him for something, you know, fourth, fifth round pick, I think that would be reasonable right now. And I would be okay with it just because I don't think that he's going to be around long term.
1: Yeah. Um, a lot of people think, see, I'm a big fan of Desmond King, 2018 Desmond King. I'm glad you brought that up because 2019, he wasn't that great. But a lot of people are still holding on to that 2018 Desmond King. Um and I, I, I personally like him because in 2018, he was just there. But now that Chris Harris is there, they're saying they're going to move Desmond King to safety. But, you know, we have so much depth there. Well, Adrian Phillips is not there anymore. But, you know, we still got Nez here, Adderley, I keep on forgetting about. But, you know, I'll be fine with the two. Fourth and fifth, Um, I feel like that's a, little, a low ball. I, I kind of think that's a low ball. I wouldn't mind a third. But if we package that, um, I see I seen this one. I know it's way out of there. Desmond King package for uh, Deshaun Watson. But I know that's a stretch. It was just nice to see um, like a like Desmond King in a first with like a seventh for Deshaun Watson. I was like, oh, you know, but I'm going to get into the, uh, what I really feel about quarterbacks later. But um, overall, what do you think about how the Chargers did this off season? I think it was their greatest offseason since I've been a Charger fan, to be honest. What do you think?
2: I mean, it was just kind of weird, like. You know we're so used to seeing them just wait it out, and then you sign a Russell Okung or a Mike Pouncey or a Travis Benjamin, um, which at the time was considered a good signing. Obviously, didn't work out, but yeah, it was just weird seeing them be so active. And uh, we actually had Daniel Popper on our podcast uh, earlier this week, and we were talking about the Trey Turner trade, and it was just like when that trade came out, I was like, wait, really? Like it was just straight up Trey Turner for Russell Okung? Like what is going on? It's definitely the best offseason in recent memory. I don't know if I would go as far as, like, ever.
1: Yeah, the Okun for Trey, I was like, um, okay, so what else did we give? Like, you know how all the details don't come out. I was like, okay, what else did we give? Because, like, Okun was, like, injury-prone, a little older. And then Trey Turner, uh, five-time Pro Bowler, if I'm not mistaken. So I was like, wow, that was really, really cool. You know, the Chris Harris um, Jr.'s signing, obviously. We got some depth, but defensive tackle got rid of Maven. And also, some XFL players, I think – the best two XFL players you could possibly get in XFL, um, the the best rated tackle, and one of the big, did you do um, the tight end, that, that's what it was, 6'8", and got some speed right behind uh, Hunter Henry. Do you think those guys are going to make an instant impact on the roster, or do you think they're going to move their way up?
2: Uh, I think it'll take some time. You know, we're still kind of waiting to see what the team is going to do at the left tackle spot. Um, they reportedly really like Trey Pipkin's. I don't really know how much I buy that personally. I I think Trey Pipkins eventually, I think eventually he could become that guy. Um, But I just, you know, I didn't really see enough to have full confidence in him starting this year. I think Storm Norton is an upgrade at depth. Like he's not worse than Trent Scott or Sam Tevy. So it's certainly an upgrade of depth there. And Donald Parham, uh, you know, we've seen Hunter Henry's challenges to stay healthy. So I could certainly see, a stretch of games where Parham is a key piece of the offense. And that wouldn't surprise me a bit. He really reminds me of Ladarius green, just like big, fast lanky. So that'll be really interesting to see how he develops.
1: Ladarius green. What happened to him? He went to the Steelers for a minute and then just injuries, right?
2: Yeah. They, they signed him to like a big, big time offer sheet. Well, big back then. I think they signed him for like three years and, and a big chunk of change or something like that. And then he just got hurt. And then they signed Vance McDonald and like all this stuff. So, so, uh-huh. You know, it just never yeah. really worked out for him.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you brought up all those offensive linemen because I don't know. I talked to a lot of Charger fans and like, where are we are going to go with the first round? And I've been all over the place. I finally made my, my decision, but everyone's all over the place. And I was really going offensive line first round. There's a lot of great offensive linemen this year. But all the offseason um, moves we made, I was like, you know what? I think we're going to steer away from offensive line. So we're going to kick this off with the first round. And, you know, I'm going to let you go first. The first round, number six, if there's no trade, unless you think there is a trade, if there is, um, you know, say the scenario. But what do you think the Chargers should do at number six in the NFL draft?
2: Yeah, so my my personal preference has always been to try and trade up to get Tua Tonga-Bailoa. I think he is a perfect fit for what this team wants to do from the quarterback position. I don't think it happens. I think they stay at six and kind of wait and see what Miami decides to do. And, you know, there's been a lot of smokescreen material suggesting that they like Justin Herbert. I don't know if I buy that. Uh, Me personally, I think taking Herbert or Jordan Love is the other popular guy. I think taking them at six is a reach. I think that value really just uh, I have first round grades on both of them, but like low first round grades. So if two was not there, I think my preference would be to load up on the offensive line Uh, like you were suggesting here. You know, there's Andrew Thomas, I think would be a great fit and provides an immediate impact. Uh, Tristan Wirfs I think would be another great one I really like Jedrick Wills but Jedrick Wills has never played left tackle he's only played right tackle Uh, so that would be a a bit of a weird fit for me and then if he's there my second preference behind Tua has always been Jeffrey Okuda like you you talk about building up the perfect defense and you take the best corner since Darrell Rivas in my opinion and you put him with Chris Harris and Casey Hayward and they James and you create the best secondary in the league. So I think that would be honestly my second preference if he's there is is Jeffrey Okuda.
1: So Tua, do you not you, you think he'll be fine? The injury history. I get it, football players get injured, but he has a long history. You don't think that's gonna pose a problem in the future?
2: His hip injury has gotten nothing but good reviews so far. Um, a lot of the medical field, you know, I follow Dr. Chow, who used to work with the Chargers. Um, He's been pretty vocal that he thinks the hip is not going to be a problem for Tua going forward. Um, Everybody's kind of worried that it turns into, you know, a Bo Jackson or a Dennis Pitta type hip injury, and he's been pretty vocal that it's it's going to be fine. It's not going to cause him issues. I'm more worried about his ankle injuries, and you know, he's had three ankle injuries, and two of them he's had surgery for. So I'm a little worried about that. Um, Just from a, a drafting a quarterback standpoint. You know, My personal preference right now is you want to get someone who you know can go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes for the next decade, and I don't know if Justin Herbert is that guy, and I don't know if Jordan Love is that guy. Maybe they could be, but I'm pretty confident that Tua could be that guy, and then there's a high chance that he would be that guy.
1: Great analysis. I really think if a team would have to trade up, like you said, would definitely be the Dolphins. I mean, they got a lot of ammo in the first round. I could see them trading at least... Their first round and uh, the the third first round, I think it's like thirty, the uh, twenty eighth. I'm not mis- if I'm not mistaken. Um, for number three or four or five, a lot of the teams are shopping their picks, so it's real interesting. But the Chargers never been too aggressive in the draft, so I really don't see them trading up. But if Tua falls, I mean, you kind of convince me right now. But I'm 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 kind of I'm kind of locked in at not. Getting a quarterback in round one, and I'm completely fine with that. But if we do, I'm also fine with that as well because um, a, co- a competition would be nice to see. We haven't seen a, a Charger quarterback competition in how long, you know? So that'll be actually pretty that'll be pretty interesting to see. But for my first round, if he falls, which I think the Chargers would be extremely lucky if he falls, would be Isaiah Simmons. I mean, I I, I the only possibility I see him going was maybe Lions if they don't trade, but I think they will get Okuda. The Giants, I think they're going to go offensive tackle. Yeah. They need that. So the Giants need a lot of things, but the offensive tackle is like the number one thing they need. And if the Dolphins somehow like finesse a trade and somehow get him too, but I don't see that either. They're not going with Fitzpatrick. So they're definitely getting quarterback. So if they're going to trade up, it's going to be for quarterback. But if Isaiah Simmons dropped down to us, I mean, that will be the greatest scenario a lot of people are comparing him to uh darius leonard pro bowler um colt lead tackler i mean he's still a young cat too It's just he plays defense you know that's that's his famous quote he's like well you guys what, what's your best position yeah. you play he said defense like he is all over the place to play safety linebacker and i think linebacker we're kind of hurting Des, um denzel perriman injury he's great you know they restructured his contract but he, he injury prone um Brown, I think he signed with the uh, Eagles. We just don't really have that much depth there. We did sign Nick Ver- Virgil, uh, but I just don't see that much depth. And we definitely got to address that, the biggest. But I mean, add him with the Jack Boys. His his credentials of awards and finalists for awards are longer than my arm. This dude is just a monster. I've seen his tape. Hey, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy to see this guy. This I I. It's hard to say the best value player is going to drop. Let me let me rephrase that. Chase Young is gone. Number two for sure. I think the Chargers get the best available, and um, if Tua's out, I I don't believe Justin Herbert. I like him, but number six, that's way too high, I agree. Jordan Love, I feel, could slip to the second, third round. A lot of quarterbacks are rising. I'm not saying he's falling, but there's just so much talent everywhere. People want to get what they could get, but I think Isaiah Simmons is the best fit. I really do, and I think he'll be a monster to the Chargers' defense, and it'll be that scarier, because their defense is is pretty great on paper if, if they all stay healthy it's just insane what do you think about Isaiah Simmons
2: yeah so a lot of people have predicted the Giants taking him and honestly like that just doesn't fit like when you have a young quarterback like Daniel Jones you need to take an offensive tackle here and it is a position of need so um if I were the Giants and I were running that team I would take Jedrick Wills or Tristan Wirfs at four because I mean they have Nate Soldier at left tackle he's decent so you know, get some offensive line help for your young quarterback. Um, and they have Jabril Peppers. I don't really think that they really need Isaiah Simmons. I think they need an offensive tackle. Um, so if the Lions don't take him, I could see the Lions taking him or Okuda. You know, Matt Patricia loves his versatile defenders. And uh so I could see the Lions taking him at three. But like you said, you know, we don't know if the Dolphins are gonna trade up or or what. Um if Simmons is there and two is not, I would love that pick because Yeah, I think putting him 100% at linebacker is kind of a disservice to him. I think his best role is what Adrian Phillips used to do, but like obviously more. And I don't think he should ever come off the football field, but I think you can rotate him a bit at the safety linebacker hybrid. And like you're saying, you know, it's similar to what I was saying with Jeffrey Okuda. Like you add Isaiah Simmons to his defense and it's, you know, one of the best defenses in the league, at least on paper. And so I wouldn't be mad at that pick at all. Um, You mentioned Justin Herbert and Jordan Love. Like I mentioned, too, at six, it's a bit reach for me for either of them. If I have to take one of those two, my preference would honestly be Jordan Love. You know, I've said this a few times and go toe to toe with Mahomes. I think Justin Herbert is a safe quarterback with a low ceiling. Well, not low, but lower ceiling. Whereas I think Jordan Love is a project with a very high upside ceiling type. So if I have to take a quarterback besides Tua at six, it would be Jordan Love. Um, but just like you're saying, you know, the value at six for a quarterback outside of Tua, uh, it's not ideal to me. So Isaiah Simmons, I think that would be a great pick.
1: So if Tua and Isaiah Simmons was on the board at six, which that would be, I think, a miracle, you would pick Tua?
2: I would, yeah. I think, you know, this team, I like Tyrod, Tyrod or Tyrod or however he's pronouncing it now. <laughs> Um, I'm really interested and intrigued to see what he would be able to do with this roster. Um, but I just think you know, moving into the new stadium, we're getting new uniforms from this team, and I think you want to have a new franchise quarterback to kind of launch the next era of Chargers football. And and Tua, like you said, it's a dream. I know it's a dream. I'm trying really hard not to <laughs> buy into this smokescreen season of Tua potentially being there at six, but. You know, I've said from since January that Tua's my guy, and if they could get him, that would be perfect for me.
1: Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned, like, moving new era, new uniforms, new logo. How do you like the logo, by the way, just quick? Do you you like it?
2: You know, we've seen, obviously, the Rams disaster, and, you know, the Brown stuff, and the Falcons stuff, and uh, I like the subtle changes that the Chargers did. You know, they flattened the bolt a little bit more and just highlighted the powder blue and sunshine gold a little bit more, so... It was just a, a nice, simple and subtle change that I think is really gonna make the new uniforms pop, which uh I think we're gonna see them on like Tuesday
1: I Yeah, twentieth. We're right around the corner. Yeah right around the corner. I can't wait. And it's so funny because before this season, a lot of a lot of haters, a lot of haters were like, Oh, the Chargers aren't gonna have a stadium, it's gonna be the Rams stadium. And since then the Rams <laughs> are just collapsed, their logo yeah. is trash. Um they they got rid of Todd Gurley, you know all this stuff. Brandon Cooks, like oh like, um I think it's Charger Stadium now. I always thought that from the get go, but now I think the Chargers need to come in with the new jerseys, new logo, and a new face of the quarterback is great to see. I if if they don't get Tua, like I'm gonna explain a little later, but like in two three, I think they are gonna get a quarterback to sit behind Tyrod or maybe even a competition. But um yeah, love. Love and, and Herbert, I think, it's too high for six. I do see him going though within the first round though. I do agree yeah. with you. They will go within the first round. Moving on to the second round. So I'm convinced. I convinced myself. You kind of unconvinced me. I'm so all over the place with this. That Tyrod Taylor is a guy. Um Anthony Lynn was with him in Buffalo. They got they got some chemistry there. I I think Anthony Lynn trusts him. You got Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, those guys. Could catch could catch the ball as good as running it mostly Eckler you know but um and Hunter Henry security blanket you got Mike um Mike Williams Keenan Allen those guys catch anything but what they're really missing is a wide receiver three now this mm. is I think what killed the Chargers Travis Benjamin was inconsistent I mean he I think he had one good catch against I believe uh, the Chiefs I think at one time like last year, and he only had, like, less than 20 catches. Injury prone, um, he's not what he once was. Andre Patton, I really liked him in the preseason. He just did not show up. Coakland, um, I, I think he had one catch for 12 yards. Altogether, the wide receiver three position had less than 20 catches the whole season. And Hunter Henry was, you know, injured for the first, the whole season almost. So I really think that what the Chargers will get in the 38th pick and some true talent, it's kind of a stretch, but they could go one of four ways. They go offensive tackle, the wide receiver, quarterback, or if they don't get Simmons, they could get a linebacker safety. But I really think, and I really like this guy. I don't know why, but I like wide receivers coming out of of colleges with really bad quarterbacks because it shows the real talent they could catch of whoever's throwing it. And the guy who I have in mind, he's a stretch, and I probably there's probably a lot more better receivers um rated than him TCU Jalen Rager uh this dude I don't know what it is with him but I just really like him he's not the he's not the fastest at a 447 40 but like I said he had low tier quarterbacks throughout his whole college career um Rager um his sophomore year had 72 catches a 1061 yards nine touchdowns he's also a dangerous return man I know the Chargers signed Darius Jennings but if you get two back there I wouldn't mind that at all. We need some spunk on some special teams. Um, Desmond King wasn't doing it. Tremaine, uh, Tremaine Pope wasn't doing it. So if we get two guys in there, I think he could be all over the place, and he'll be a speedy wide receiver three. A lot of teams are going speedy guys. You know Hollywood, um, Hollywood Brown. You know Tyreek Hill's been there for a while. McCole Harmon. You know those guys are just fast, and I think that's what the Chargers are missing—a speedy. Um, you remember Stevie Johnson? Stevie Johnson. Yeah, like dude. It, Stevie him. Johnson. I love. I him. love Stevie number 11. Stevie Johnson. If he didn't get injured so much. I loved him. Like, but that's what the Chargers are missing. And I think they will go 38th wide receiver. If not, if not Rager, someone else. But I really like this guy. I seen this guy's tape. Um, the, the guy from Arizona State is good too. You know, there's a lot of other guys there, but um, I think a lot of teams are gonna go uh position based first round two. I think this is going to be all offensive tackle and wide receivers, really. But that's why I said last year in DK and like I said, DK Mancafell was going to be a top ten. He fell. All those all those receivers I said were going to go first round dropped, and they still end up being good. So I know it's a bit of a stretch, and it's like a wild card. But I really do like uh, that TCU wide receiver. What do you think, round two?
2: Yeah, that's a, a really good player. I think you know you're spot on because this team really did miss Tyrell Williams, um, and honestly, like Travis Benjamin was so inconsistent but the threat of his speed, if he were healthy, would have really been a big help for this team because, um, you know, I mean, you mentioned Andre Patton. I like Andre Patton. He's a great blocker. Um, but as an undrafted free agent, you know, really being that wide receiver three was, was not something he was ready for. Uh, so this team definitely needs to address the position. I think with Tyrod, you're not going to have the same kind of volume that Phillip Rivers used to have, but and you want to have a burner that can open up the field and, well, take some pressure off of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Hunter Henry and Austin Eckler. And like I said, even that threat of Travis Benjamin would have been a big help last year. Um, so wide receiver is an interesting position because, you know, we we know the big four of or the big three of Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs and CeeDee Lamb, you know, then Justin Jefferson's in there, LaVisca Chenault. Uh, so there could be a big receiver surge in the first round. Or that could, you know, go the other way with offensive tackle where we see a surge of offensive tackle in the first round. So, you know, I think they're sitting really nice in the second round. They're going to get an impact player. And, you know, we know Tom Telesco really values his best player available strategy. So if they take Isaiah Simmons in the first round, I think maybe we would see him take a quarterback here. Um, but I think ultimately he would rely upon his best available strategy and take whoever he thinks is that player here. Um, Daniel Popper actually mentioned he thinks that the team's going to take a linebacker in the second round, so that would be really interesting. You know, a guy like Patrick Queen, if he's there, would be really tempting. Um, but as far as like Murray. the receivers, yeah, Kenneth Murray. I think Murray. I think people are higher on Murray than Queen personally, but we'll have to see about that. Linebacker is in general position, that's not great this year. So as for the receivers, I think Brandon Ayuk, the Arizona State guy you mentioned, I think he's probably going to be a first-round pick. I think Denzel Mims is going to be a first-round pick out of Baylor. So, you know, in this second round, it's Jalen Rieger or or KJ Hamler or like Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, another guy that had to play with a really bad quarterback with Jake Patterson. But Rieger, I think you mentioned, you hit it, right? You hit the nail right on the head, and he's just a burner. He's so fast. And he really just has that Stevie Johnson vibe to me, which I hadn't really thought about until you mentioned it. But if Jalen Rieger, if Jalen is the pick in the second round, I would be thrilled.
1: Yeah, you, the Chargers. That's what they've been missing. Like Tyra Williams wasn't the speedy guy, but he was a big play guy. I mean, yeah. um, the game uh, against Cleveland, I think he had the, like two touchdowns or three. He had two, like three big receptions, and two of them were for touchdowns, and one yeah. was in like quadruple coverage. So um, we do miss. I, I, I felt I that void was not filled. You know, we we wrote, it was a rotating door at wide receiver three. And I think that's a really big like void we have to fill. And it has to be early because those wide receivers, like I said, last year, um, no one was really high on wide receivers as I thought they were. Um, but this year, I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe like social media is like blowing these guys up, but these dudes are talented. I mean, like I've seen everyone's tape. They're, they're, um, they're from up, but they're phenomenal. Like, so I think it's going to be, like you said, big wide receiver round one. but um. I really like Raker. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is.
2: It's the speed, man. And he's such a big play guy. There is some concern about his drops. Um, I'm not too concerned about that, especially as a vertical threat. Um, You're not really relying upon him to be a consistent, you know, seven, eight catches kind of guy. So, you know, I would like that pick. The thing about the receivers this year, there are so many options like This is the deepest receiver class I can remember. And, you know, I got down to my grades all the way down to like 25. And I'd like, yeah, this guy, if he was on the Chargers, I'd be thrilled. So there are options. Obviously, you know, there's not an elite speed option. Like Jalen Rieger's not going to be around. Like that kind of speed's not going to be around in rounds four, five, six. Uh, So Rieger at at 37, 38, like I think that is a, a great value pick.
1: And, and you never know in the draft because a lot of players I thought were going to go top 10 fell to the third, fourth round. So who knows if he if, if the Chargers think he's going to drop more, they could get some other talent there. So you never know what the draft is. So it's so crazy in the draft. But um, moving on to the third round, I'll let you take this um first. Third round, you, there's some still prime talent. Who do you think the Chargers should get based off? um simmons first wide receiver second who do you think the chargers should get at number three if you have someone in particular or what position you
2: think they'll get so this is, is an area where i think that they will probably prioritize offensive tackle you know i think you know in the first two rounds i would love them to get a guy like ezra cleveland in the second um but in the third round i think we could see them uh, kind of continue that small school trend and go with a guy like Ben Barch, the tackle out of St. John's. I think he is probably the best tackle remaining in this round, and I could see him going earlier. Um, but I, I would be thrilled with that pick. Um, you know, we've talked about the tackle position already today. But if they wait on tackle, you know, you can get some good depth guys later on. But right here, Ben Barks is probably the last starter uh, potential tackle that you could get. So I would love to see them prioritize a guy like him or, uh, you know, there's Matt Part from Connecticut is another guy I like in this kind of range. But, uh, you know, I would I really want to see them get a starting type tackle in this draft. And it has to be done at this point because past round three or four, you're not going to get a starting type tackle. It's just going to be another depth signing. So I want them to prioritize tackle at this point.
1: That's so crazy that you mentioned Ertz uh, Cleveland because that's who I think they should get. I'm getting into that later, but I'm glad you said that because if they wait after third, they're going to get a trade Pickens. You know, they got him, what, fifth, sixth round, I believe. So I think this is – you read my mind, really. <laughs> um, I think Ertz, er- Ertz Cleveland is going to be available from, from Boise State. Um, that's, that's kind of like my dream stretch, you know, like, oh, maybe he is going to still be available. But I agree with you. Offensive tackle, you got to get some depth there the Chargers were the worst offensive line and I think the Anthony Lane was just keep on saying yeah our guys did good in the front line like no they didn't like I don't know he was just trying to make his guys feel better but I would go in every single week on the offensive line so I think they did a great job getting some starters and depth in the offseason now I think they need they need to hit it right on the head with the um off the draft and I think Urza Cleveland I think if he does drop this this low, that's insane, but I don't think he will. This is just my dream scenario. Uh, this dude's 311, had 30 reps, ran a 4.9, 340. He's great at pulling um, those outside blocks. I really think this guy can make a real big difference, both on uh, left tackle or right tackle. He played mostly right tackle, but he, he played a little left tackle, if I'm not mistaken. But I really like this guy, er- Urza uh, Cleveland, and um, at third at, – at, In the third round, you have to address offensive tackle. If not, I definitely think – at first I thought they are going to go defensive tackle maybe, but um, I think we're set there. Um, We got Justin Jones, uh, um, Tillery, you know, and we just got – signed that one guy from the Vikings. His name is just wandering me right now. I can't –
2: Linval Joseph is his name.
1: Yeah, Jesus Christ. I I forget all these names. But offensive tackle, I'm glad. We're pretty much on the same page. And it's funny you mentioned Ursa Cleveland, so that's real. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I I love Cleveland. I think he is a fantastic offensive lineman. I actually have him graded as my fifth highest offensive tackle, so
1: you have him above Austin Jackson?
2: I do, yes. Uh I have him above Austin Jackson, I have him above above Josh Jones.
1: Not Beckon though.
2: I have him above Beckton.
1: Oh wow. Man, you're really high on him, huh?
2: I, mean, I did a little film breakdown for you know our people who support us on Patreon. Uh Mikai is a behemoth. He's a monster in the running game. Um, but his ability and technique and pass protection is horrendous. So I am much lower on Becton than most people are. Um, I just sat down and watched, you know, every game I could of him over the last two years. And I just, I wasn't too impressed with his pass protection ability. So I think Cleveland, if they want Cleveland, they would have to take him in the second round. I don't think he's going to, you know, you mentioned dream scenario. If he's there in the third round, like obviously, you know, sending that card right away. Um, but I think in the third round, you're looking, I got like Ben Barts from St. John's, Matt Part from Connecticut. And then if you don't take a tackle here, it's probably a linebacker. Maybe, you know, if you don't take Isaiah Simmons, that is, or if you go offensive tackle in the second round, then you take a receiver here. So it's just a lot of moving parts, but you know, my preference would be that they grab an offensive tackle in the first three rounds and, yeah, Ezra Cleveland is a guy I really like. Ben Bartsch is a guy I really like. And uh, Matt Park from Connecticut would be kind of the last one that I would be comfortable with.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's really hard to say, you know, cause I really think if if they don't go for, if they don't go offensive tackle first round, then definitely, I, I wouldn't be mad if they get him in the second round. I definitely think that um, offensive tackle and wide receiver had to be a draft the first three rounds. And one of those is whatever you, the best valuable. I think that's, the, yeah, uh, that's that's the plan I'm going in. If I'm him, you know, if I'm yeah. sitting in my living room with the virtual draft, which I, I don't know how that's gonna, I'm gonna be a little weirded out about that. Right. Have my <laughs> cameras in there, the camera crew in there. Um, my plan is offensive tackle, wide receiver, best valuable at yeah. the first three rounds. But you can still find some great talent in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round. So um, we're going to move on to the fourth round based off my draft linebacker, wide receiver, offensive tackle. You don't really have to name a particular player, but if you do, you know, go ahead. Fourth round, who do you think the Chargers should get? Um, Let's say fourth and fifth round back to back uh, position wise.
2: Yeah, so I'm on the same page with you. I want the team to go quarterback, offensive tackle, receiver, some kind of combination in the first three rounds. Um, Obviously, if you get Isaiah Simmons, that fills a need too. Um, so in the fourth, fifth round, I'm really intrigued by adding like a gadget type of player. You know, we've seen the success that the Niners have had with Debo Samuel and obviously Tyreek Hill in Kansas City. So a guy like Antonio Gibson from Memphis is a guy I really like here, or Lynn Bowden from Kentucky. Uh, someone that can be very creative in this offense, line up at receiver, line up at running back. You know, Lynn Bowden actually played quarterback too, so you could do some really creative things with him and Tyrod uh back there. So that's kind of just some potential that I really like, you know, just the idea of adding some explosiveness to this offense, some big playability and versatility, um, that they haven't really had in a long time since probably Darren Sproles. So, um, just adding a a gadget type player would be really interesting to me.
1: Yeah. I haven't seen that in a while. Like this offense, I don't want to say it's boring, but I think the new age is coming in where, uh, wide receivers line up in the back, quarterback, you know, and run all these crazy plays at Philly Special, you know, stuff like that. I think the Chargers Neat Dan the Chargers tried to do that last year and it was kind of cringy. And I was there live, oh, when Tyron Taylor lined up for the first time. I think it was the first game versus Colts. He lined up as a wide receiver and the play I think oh it was just it was oh. bad.
2: And then he like threw it back to Rivers or whatever. That was bad.
1: Yeah, I was like, no, no, no. They I don't know if he wasn't like like you have to feel the drive, and that's not where the drive was going. I think it was like on the, uh, it was just bad. You know, you know what I'm talking about. It was bad. And that was the whole offensive coordinator thing, too. You know, we said, hopefully that settled, too, because that was a big problem, too. But I definitely, I, I, you know, I like that. No names really come to mind. You, I'm, the, the guys I was thinking about, you just happened to mention. We're just right on the same page right here. But yeah, I, I, a wide receiver that could do it all, I would love to see that, because we haven't seen that in a while. Um, a flea flicker, bring that out. Or, you know, like I remember uh, LT. Remember he threw for a touchdown. Uh, yeah, f- oh, he's yeah. one of the, I think one of three players in history to run for a touchdown, receive for a touchdown, and pass for a touchdown. I think the only one to do that is uh, Ooh Barry Sanders. I believe. Uh, I don't. Don't quote me on that one. Don't quote <laughs> me on that one. But I I know he's one of two players that only do that ever. But I definitely need. We need some. Uh, we need to spice it up a little bit. And Anthony Lynn, he's doing a great job of picking the right people, um, or help making that decision. So I'm real excited to see, um, where that's going to go. So rounding up the fifth and sixth, seventh round, I have a question. You think the chargers should, uh, grab a runner back. You think they should just grab one for like, if they see a really talented runner back dropping or, um, Getting a, a runner back early. I know Anthony England said Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson is the guy. And I personally love that combination. I love Justin Jackson. I love Austin Eckler. But you think they're going to get a third runner back just for shits and giggles? Or what do you think?
2: I don't want them to, you know, with Austin Eckler and and um, Justin Jackson. And even Tyrod's going to have six, seven, eight, nine carries a game. So I think they're pretty set as far as, like, starters go. That being said, if a guy like Zach Moss or Cam Akers yes, is Zach there. Zach Moss uh so i went to utah so obviously i love zach moss um but if the, a guy like that is there like in the fourth fifth round and the value presents itself i like, go for it um you know chargers twitter really likes aj Dillon out of boston college i don't see it uh, i think he's a poor man's version of derrick henry actually i think he's a poor man's version of jordan howard um but that's another rant i could go on
1: <laughs> i'm not even a big fan of jordan howard to be honest
2: yeah, so I just don't think that the Chargers are interested in a one-dimensional downhill physical back like A.J. Dillon. There are some guys in the seventh round like Reggie Corbin out of Illinois or Michael Warren out of Cincinnati that are more versatile, do-it-all type backs that I would be okay with. At this point in the draft, I think they're going to prioritize the defensive line because they, you know, we've seen that pattern out of Telesco every single year. He grabs one defensive line, defensive end every single year. Uh, So this is where I think we'll see a defensive tackle. If they don't take Isaiah Simmons, I think they'll take a linebacker in this range too. So, you know, a guy like uh, Francis Bernard out of Utah or Logan Wilson out of Wyoming, or maybe David Woodward from Utah State, kind of that range. Um, But yeah, I think this day three area is where they're going to prioritize defense. I think the first three rounds are going to be offense and then day three is going to be defense.
1: Do you see the Chargers grabbing a quarterback if they don't grab Tua, Herbert Love around here, like they did with, you know, Easton Stick. They got him really late, but do you see him? Do you think they're just going to give up on getting a quarterback going this far? Or do you think they're going to be like, you know what? We're going to grab a quarterback still around four, five, six?
2: I could certainly see it happening. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, I think at that point, the better option that I would do is sign. You know, a veteran guy like Josh Jones or Josh Johnson that played in the XFL or maybe Geno Smith to be Tyrod's primary backup. You know, you give Easton Stick another year to see if he could develop. And then next year, the quarterback class is actually much better, I feel like, than this year's class. You have Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, obviously. I think they're going to go one and two. Um, But then you have Jamie Newman from now Georgia. And then you have Brock Purdy from Iowa State, Kellen Mond from Texas A&M, Keaton Slovis from USC if maybe comes out. So I think next year's quarterback class is, is a lot better than this year's. And I think if you're going to go that route and go all in on Tyrod for this year, I would prefer them to sign a veteran backup because, like, let's be honest, if Tyrod does get hurt, like, are we really comfortable with Eason Stick being the quarterback for a few games? Like, that really, <laughs> that really terrifies yeah. me. <laughs> so <laughs> sign a guy, you know, bring Geno Smith back, sign Josh Johnson from the XFL. Like, I think that probably is a better solution than taking another quarterback this year in the later rounds.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a great, great way of thinking. And like the, the whole thing about like being a, like I'm not on board or drafting a quarterback round one is just like, like you said, next year's draft class is going to be great. We might not have the highest pick because I think we're going to do really great this year. But I mean, a lot of teams are so not patient anymore. I think social media has a big thing to do with that. You know, like yeah. you gotta have success right now. That's why all these players are getting traded. Like, Teams are quick to flip because they're trying to please the fans because the fans are out, outraged on social media. But I remember, like, Aaron was outraged on Philip Rivers. I mean, he had worse seasons than this, and he still had a he had great bounce-back seasons. But, you know, his age plays a part. But, like, I think that social media are really quick to flip on a lot of players nowadays. And it's real sad because, like, a lot of great, talented players are here. It's just social media is just kind of – Determine their, their future for them. I don't know. That's just my, I don't want to go in a little rank. That's, that's a rank I could go on for, for, for hours. I go, who? but, um, any, well, it's funny any, you I,
2: mentioned that. Sorry to interrupt, but it's, oh, it's no, funny you mentioned that because Anthony Lynn is like the opposite of that because he is so patient with his guys. And we've seen that with, you know, Rayshon Jenkins, Trent Scott. Uh, he really, for some reason, you know, identifies these guys who he thinks are like sleepers almost and just sticks to them and gives them all the support that they could possibly want. And then other teams are like, you know, it came out today that the Browns are already ready to trade Odell Beckham. So to the Vikings. (laughs) Yeah. It's just weird. Like teams are not patient at all. And the Browns are, you know, ground zero for that aspect, especially in quarterbacks and coaches. So, you know, and then Anthony Lynn is the polar opposite there. So it's just interesting that you point that out.
1: Yeah. And, and I love Anthony Lynn, I just think sometimes he's too patient, but maybe he sees something I don't, you know, I'm not there at every practice, you know, I don't see, but um, it's, yeah, it's funny how the, the chargers are more patient, which I love, you know, but sometimes you got, let that shit go. But Adrian Phillips, I really miss him. Like yeah. I mentioned him a little earlier. Oh man. I really missed him. Cause he was the, the Swiss army knife that, you know, he played nickel safety. He played everything. I loved him special teams. And now that Derek Watts um not there anymore. I think the I definitely think the Chargers will get a fullback, but I don't think they'll draft one. I think they'll wait till um, you know, they'll probably sign a undrafted free agent, most likely. But um we still gotta fill that void as well too, fullback, and that's a very underrated position to have. I thought next, you know, the Steelers um Steelers fullback was gonna he's a free agent, but I think the Colts signed him or someone signed him, and I really I really thought the Chargers were gonna try to grab him, but I don't know, but I'm real excited for this draft. Um, I really can't wait. And, um, I think this Saturday I'm going to do a prediction video and I might have you jump on with me. I'm going to do a prediction video one through one through 32 first round. Um, we're going to try to me and my boys are going to try to predict every single one last year. I got like four picks, right? And it was one, two, three. And then like, I think, uh, I predicted Chargers. This funny part. I predicted the Chargers picking Nasir Adderley in the first round. And they happen to pick him in the second round. That's I funny. Like, wow. I, I was hooked on him. And then they picked. I, I, I didn't do my homework on defensive tackles because I really thought they were going to go, you know, cornerback or safety. I didn't even know who Tillery was. And I was like,
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was so pushed back. I was like, I blew my mind. But um,
2: I thought they were going to go offensive tackle or Adderley, too. I honestly thought they would take Adderley in the first round. And it was like Jerry Tillery. And I was like, What? What?
1: My reaction, I haven't pronounced his name wrong. I said Tillard. <laughs> in my reaction video, I was in Santa Monica um, at the at the draft party and I pronounced his name wrong. It was so chaotic. Did you go to the draft party in uh, Santa Monica?
2: No, I was uh, still living in Utah when that happened. So I just moved out here oh. to, to California last summer.
1: Oh, how do, you, how do you like it? Well, besides all this quarantine stuff, how do you like California?
2: I it's love California. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's way different than Utah. Um, but I love California, man. Obviously the the taxes aren't great, but you know, got to make do with what with what you got.
1: Every time I tell someone they're like, "Oh, I'm moving to California." I'm like, "Okay, get ready for traffic, yeah, good weather, and shitty gas prices." <laughs> that sums up California and, and you know you know taxes and all that. But um, yeah, I had a lot of fun, man. This is a lot of fun. We definitely need to do another one after the draft. Um, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start doing a lot of fancy football. I don't want to do fancy football now. A lot of people are doing fancy football right now, like. Mock drafts, and then like I-, I was like, you gotta wait till the dra- like yeah. rookies play a part. I don't know, it's a little weird. I'm like, wait till like you see, you know, change the whole aspect. Like, if the Chargers get a wide receiver, you know, that might bring down value with Kenny Allen or Mike Williams, you know. So, um, I don't know yet, but definitely after the draft, is going to be on and popping. Um, really can't wait for the draft, it's going to be weird. Hopefully, no one hacks, you know, hope Bill Belichick doesn't hack the whole system or <laughs> something. So,
2: I mean, he already tried it with the Bengals in season, so. You know. Uh,
1: and and the Bengals, I think, only had one win. That's so crazy. That oh my God. Football amazes me. Really does. But um any any last footnotes you want to um finish off this podcast with?
2: Nah, man, it's all good. You know, I was really uh happy to do this collaboration with you. Looking forward to listening to your fantasy football podcast. And, you know, obviously we hope you stay safe, stay healthy, and everyone listening as well. And uh just want to shout out all the nurses and doctors out there that are you're on the front lines and uh, making all these big sacrifices for people as they're trying to battle this virus. Yeah.
1: And yeah. Shout out to all of them. I know a couple personally, my grandma actually works at a hospital. So, um, I'm glad she's being safe in there. Everyone be safe, man. Like it sucks, you know, but find a new hobby. Like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm why I do my podcast and stuff. I wrote a screenplay. Like i I'm, I'm like, expanding everywhere expand learn a new language i can't learn a new language because language is hard i barely know english but um but where can they find you on social media if uh they want to come and follow you
2: so my personal account is Stephen i hagland uh i'm more active on the podcast account which is gac podcast 17 and uh feel free to follow us on either one you can also follow my co-host tyler J schoon and centauri 13 is jason bulliard there
1: you go follow that podcast guilty as charged Loved it. Um, my charger podcast is um, called um, Charged Up Charger Podcast. Um, so great wordplay. If you want to follow me, go ahead and follow me, Sports Guy David, on any social media outlet. I mean, I'm talking TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Etsy, Pinterest, uh, MySpace, Facebook, all that. You go ahead and find me there. Go ahead and follow the Fancy Sports Cave as well. Um, Fancy Sports Cave on all social media outlet too. We do cover sports, but you know how sports is dead right now. So we're still active though. We're still we're still there, but, um, there you have it. Um, from sports guy, David and Steven, I'm out.
2: Join us today during the Jeep celebration event right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4 E or Summit 4 E.